everybody, this is Nathan here with Jake, and you're about to listen to what we call Sound of Sanity 1.0. Now, Jake, what do we mean when we say Sanity 1.0? Well, Sound of Sanity was a show we'd been wanting to do for a really long time, and we'd never really seen our way clear to getting it off the ground. Right, so one day we decided the best way to get it off the ground was just to sit down, hit record, three friends talking into microphones. Since that time, the show has changed and grown a whole lot. The modern version of Sound of Sanity really began to develop around episode 34 on Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah, there's some stuff we're really proud of in this early iteration of this show and some stuff we're possibly, probably, maybe not so proud of. But there's some good stuff and we wanted to leave these up. Plus, we thought it'd be fun for people who know the current show to go back and see how far the show's come. Yeah, fun and maybe sometimes a little humbling. No doubt. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the current version of the show. That's right. And meanwhile, please enjoy this episode from the archives. You are now listening to The Sound of Sanity. The sound will continue for the duration of the program. Welcome to the Sound of Sanity. This is Nathan Oberson, your humble and obedient host. We have the CEO and Pastor Jacob Metzel over there. How are you doing, Jake? Doing well. How are you, Nathan? I'm doing fantastic. And we've got the production assistant, Benjamin Sulser. Yeah. Over there. It's me. And today we are asking the question about Halloween. It's actually Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Also, Abraham Menzel's birthday. That's right. Happy to- birthday, Abe. And a- the th- Abe wants to know, and so do we all, should Christians celebrate Halloween. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Well, so there's a lot wrapped up in that question, right? The question is, okay, it's informed by ideas that this is a pagan holiday. It's demonic. There are elements of the cult maybe wrapped up in it. There will be lots of Wiccans celebrating Halloween this Halloween. There will be immodestly dressed women out There will be lots of immodestly dressed women and immodestly dressed Girls and little women. Little girls, Which is even grosser. And uh, immodestly dressed boys. True story. Maybe not as many of them, but that'll be happening too. Yep. Probably going to be a lot of Wonder Woman this year, guys. You know, Wonder Woman, she she runs around in her underwear. She fights the Nazis. She's a hero to us all. Yeah. Lots of people will be committing acts of fornication this Halloween. Cross-dressing. Cross-dressing. Lots of people will be doing things. Lots of people will be more interested in in the occult because of Halloween. But at least some... Kids will just dress up as zombies, right? I mean, at least you have that going. Zombies and ghosts and horrible goblins and... I guess that that might be a problem, too. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween. Uh, A lot of people have a lot of different opinions. It's also Reformation Day. A lot of people feel insane about the existence. The existence of the holiday drives people crazy. It's a holiday where we celebrate dark stuff and the opposite of Christian stuff. And And on the same day, we celebrate the day Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church door in Wittenberg. Martin Luther nailed those 95 theses, changed the course of human events forever. So you got that. And then you got, uh, when I was a kid, we would celebrate uh, Harvest Day or something like that, which is just like Halloween, only we, we didn't call it Halloween, but we would go and get candy and stuff and be like, Happy Harvest Day. <laughs> so that's one way of solving the problem. You got that. But people, 
People want to know. I want to know. Ben wants to know. Ben's a person, and he wants to know. <laughs> Both true. Should we use it as a witnessing opportunity? Should we? Should we like just uh, hand out Bible tracts, Jake? You think we should just hand out Bible tracts to people? Uh, no yeah. candy whatsoever. Maybe uh, a stick of gum with that Bible track. <laughs> Maybe a stick of gum with that Bible track. <laughs> well, I think that's something we'd better discuss. <laughs> a little something to chew on for you, kid. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Now, fun fact about you, Ben, you you plan to to sit at home in the dark eating broccoli and and, and singing reformed hymns like a mighty fortress. True or false? Oh, that's right, Nathan. That's that's what that's what I do on Halloween. It really is something to look forward to every year. You 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 get yourself that's what I do every day. (laughs) (laughs) You get your day, it wouldn't be special. You're in the great tradition of Knox and Luther and Calvin and all these great men. You got your Knox, your Luther, your Calvin, your Solzer right there in the list. So what you do uh, is you 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 sit there in the darkness and you weep for the depravity of man. Yeah, well, you know, like you said, those great reformers, they took a stand. I have to take a stand too. I really do. I have to make sure that I don't attract children to get candy in their satanic. Costumes. I don't want to be part of that. Broccoli seems pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> not pumpkin. You do not. You have no pumpkin candles. No pumpkin latte. Pumpkins are a, a, pumpkins are a bridge too far because of the pumpkin connotations <laughs> that have arisen in Halloween, Nathan. So I try, I try not to have them around. I mean, in, in other parts of the year, it's fine. But you know, until Halloween is over. No, I, I'm pumpkin free, pumpkin free kind of guy. A pumpkin free kind of guy until November first. Yeah, and then you pumpkin binge. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like your your pumpkin. Uh, what's the day before Lent? Um, fat kind of lose control. Or... It's fat Fat Tuesday. So pu- like yeah. kind of like a pumpkin Tuesday. Yeah, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin Tuesday. <laughs> Jake, what do you think about that? You gonna go join Ben? You gonna join him in the darkness? Uh, I think what I'm live your do, principles out. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put on a John Calvin mask. Always a sane first step in any endeavor. That's right. I'm going to go over to Ben's house. I'm going to turn on all the lights and I'm going to run around screaming post tenebras lux. Post tenebras lux. After darkness light. After darkness light. That would frighten me, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) You would find that frightening. To be fair, it'd frighten any number of people if I came over to their house. And yeah, don't make sure you get the right house. <laughs> it just sounds like Halloween, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact about all of us, we're actually all wearing John Calvin masks. We always wear John Calvin masks. We feel that it helps us bring you the truth and the sound of sanity that you deserve. And so if we sound a little muffled, that's enough of this silliness. Guys, let's talk about the baggage that we personally bring to halloween jake what uh, did you grow up celebrating halloween what's, yeah, what's absolutely. your absolutely absolutely halloween was always a blast we did our costumes upright we went trick-or-treating lived in a really cool neighborhood for that like my memories of halloween are very steven spielberg e kind of memories of just kids out and about everywhere and like the scene in bicycles. et where they yeah, take like et that. out and it's just everybody and there's c3po's and yeah it's just everybody's and... just teeming with kids we lived in a really good neighborhood so so people would travel to our neighborhood to trick-or-treat in it because they're always really well-decorated houses and lots of candy and really good candy and houses that gave away full-size candy bars and or just had huge witches brew pots out it seemed like the never-ending bucket of candy you just go and grab as much as you wanted like in my mind in my mind's eye at least 
my memory is this very sort of nostalgic Steven Spielberg-y kind of thing, like Hocus Pocus when they're mm-hmm. out trick-or-treating and the kids are all everywhere. And, and then it even moves into that sort of Halloween's a night where we TP people and do and, some tricks and, and, and do some tricks and in good fun. And mm-hmm. do you the, remember ever being into like the spooky element no, of it or no, it, it wasn't was just like a fun candy. Yeah, it wasn't a cultish or anything like that. It was just this fun. I mean, I remember when I was really little, there being like block parties and all the little kids in a room. And one of the parents uh, that lived on the street would come out and, you know, have her witch's brew and then, you know, whatever. I remember it just sort of evolving with me as I grew up, but it, it was never, I mean, so I just had a witch in her brew, but it was never, I don't know. It never felt occultish. It never felt, it always felt like clean and good fun. Clean, good fun. Wholesome costumes, fun. Candy. Yeah, I was a, which is my, sounds like a very communal sort of a thing. Too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a lot of friends in my neighborhood and then friends from neighborhoods close by and they'd come over and we'd have a big group of us. And you did, in fact, grew up, grew up in uh, prime Spielberg, sort of middle America, small yeah, Indiana at, town kind of. Well, Evansville, Indiana is Big about, Indiana town, medium Indian, whatever. But Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, so that's the main thing that, you know, middle American suburbs. So uh, Evansville's 200, 300,000 people, something like that. So it's not exactly small. It's not big. Right. Enough that the suburbs have that really wholesome middle American feel to them. So that's that's the baggage I bring to the... To and I guess story. we might as well ask, you've got seven kids. Do they, in fact, celebrate? We might as well just rip this Band-Aid yeah. off right now. Do they celebrate the holiday of Halloween? Absolutely. We do costumes. In the past, we've tried to theme. It gets harder when you get up to about seven kids. <laughs> but we've had the Avengers and uh, we've... Uh, oh, like well, there's all a theme? Yeah. Well, yeah. So like they tend to want that. Well, if you're Captain America, I want to be Hulk. Well, if you're Hulk, I'm going to be Iron Man. Or it's whatever. always fun when when I see families do that. It's always like, what, what's the baby? Oh, the baby's Groot or whatever. Right, you know, yeah. It's always fun to see that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you find that you experience in this town today the same sense of community? and? Uh... No. Bloomington is a cold, dead, spiritless town when it comes to holidays in general, and I hate that. I think Bloomington is a, is a miserable place to be around Christmas time because nobody puts up lights. It's true. I live in a pretty good neighborhood now. I live on a cul-de-sac. And Halloween's just not cool. We'll invite friends over and they'll go trick-or-treating with us in our neighborhood because it's still a pretty okay neighborhood to go trick-or-treating in. But You couldn't just go to any neighborhood and trick-or-treat. You kind of you kind of have to you kind of have to pick, pick and choose. And, and a lot of lights will be out no matter where you go. A lot of lights will be out. A lot of people will just have all their lights out because they don't want kids around or knocking on their doors it's just not this sort of none of the feel of it is this very that i've experienced yet and there may be other parts of town that i just don't know about because i'm a transplant here i didn't grow up here but from everything i've seen and and it holds true with all the holidays year round everybody's just kind of curmudgeonly about the holidays and especially holidays that involve kids like in my hometown i can imagine going around today uh, still today going around and caroling at christmas time Mm -hmm. people may be annoyed but they'll at least smile and be cheerful about it but here it's like they're gonna hate you and i i hate bloomington when it comes to that sort of thing it's just a cold nasty place yeah i agree well i mean that's i think that's useful baggage to have because for our listeners to know about because there's actually something that you're nostalgic for that was special to you that you miss yeah and and i've compared it to spielberg because i want for all i know that was a long time ago. Maybe my kids will go, grow up with the same vibe. The same feeling, yeah. But, man, it sure does feel 
very, very different. Well, I grew up in Bloomington. I've lived in two university towns. The, it, it always felt pretty cold to me. And it always felt like you wouldn't, yeah. there was like, you knew kind of the three neighborhoods you could go to where they would be doing a thing. And then you knew the local community things that somebody at church or the mall or whatever is going to put on a thing that you can go to. But but you really had to look for it and plan for it. You couldn't just, I would never have dreamed growing up of walking down my neighborhood to go trick-or-treating. It just would have been a total waste of time. And, uh, you know, people would have been unhappy with me. And it's not that they were terrible people. Yeah, it just, and that's it just the thing about done. it. It's like, you don't want to, like, I don't want to do it because I don't want my you kids. You don't want to put people out. You don't want your kids to get the impression. You don't that want your kids are, to go up and knock on a door and have grumpy people out. Who resent opening the door, even who resent, who have candy and who resent having to give candy to your kids. It's like gross. Yeah. <laughs> ben, same question. Halloween baggage, my friends. I grew up being warned about dangerous strangers putting razor blades and apples and dangerous poisoning strangers putting layers of chocolate bars or something like that. So, have you in fact been tri- tri- tricking and or treating in your life? I must have been sometime, but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe with friends once, but we were not even we were not allowed to. It was not part of what we did. My sister and I were warned, and then we stayed home and we didn't get costumes. And maybe we went to like a harvest party, and I, I don't think it was one we dressed up for. We just went and got candy there or whatever. There may have been some some bobbing for apples, the the great hygienic sport of bobbing for apples, or some some hay riding, or yeah, there might have been like something like that. I don't know. Even but that's putting too much of a specialness spin on it. I don't remember anything very special about Halloween. I just remember thinking, oh, oh well. I don't even remember caring as a kid. So you I weren't like, ah, I wish I could celebrate Halloween and... I can't remember feeling that way give now. Give myself to the enveloping darkness of... I was easily scared as a boy of that kind of thing. Did you... And... Did you carve pumpkins? Mm, I think we did carve pumpkins with friends, yeah. I think we did do that. Were your pumpkins allowed to have scary faces? Could the triangles be pointed <laughs> in the upside down such that they looked like they were angry, scary pumpkins? I guess so. I'm trying to remember if it was even Halloween that we carved pumpkins. I don't even remember associating carving pumpkins with Halloween. So Whoa. in my mind, it was like... It's just something that's happening. I mean, I don't know. I must have had some awareness as a kid. Right. But <laughs> just things I just sort of take, like I took that for granted. Like every year we each carved our own pumpkin. Of course we did. Yeah. Like, now let me ask you this. Yeah. This is, don't take this the wrong way. Did you celebrate? Christmas. Oh, yeah. So Halloween was singled out as a holiday not to celebrate. That's maybe, right. maybe, maybe not in your mind, but probably your parents or somebody down the line had made the decision, like, we're just not going to do Halloween specifically. They made it clear to us we weren't doing Halloween specifically. So I just thought of it as, oh, that's celebrating the devil and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. Although I don't think I, I don't think it bothered me when there was Halloween stuff at my elementary school. Right. When we got candy. I was just like, okay, cool. Cool. Candy yeah. corn is gross. It's yeah. like candle wire. No, I, it's delicious. Is it? <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> like great. Candy corn. That's right. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's because you were deprived of real candy as a yeah. child, isn't it? It's not true. That is, I guess we did get candy at Halloween. It was just around, but we didn't go out and get it. It's hard know? to escape the ubiquity of Halloween candy, I guess. Yeah. But Especially when it's a giant bowl of candy corn. <laughs> giant bowl you can of munch candy. on oh, for days. My. <laughs> Oh, gross. <laughs> you probably like peeps at Easter, too, don't you? Ugh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, have my, I, have, yeah. I have certain standards. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> well, you guys both rep- do a good job of representing the two sides of the spectrum, and I sort of marry the two, I suppose. I, uh, well, I, maybe, I don't know. I guess I'm just a third point on the spectrum. We, we form a little triangle, much upside like the eye. down, scary Yeah, an upside triangle. down. <laughs> much, much like the eye of a jack-o'-lantern. We form a little triangle here. 
my parents, like Ben, weren't real big on the whole Halloween thing for some of the same reasons. Occultic, scary. It was demonic. It wasn't Christian. We would do harvest parties. We would do candy. We did trunk or treat one time, I remember, which is where I think a bunch of the homeschooling families got together and everybody had their trunks and they had treats and said trunks and you went from trunk to trunk. So it was like this really dopey little, oh, we have a parking lot. I mean, we can just do fake Halloween in the parking lot. But everybody got dressed up. It was kind of fun, I guess. But Halloween was always forbidden and therefore very interesting to me because I did like things like the occult and the supernatural and the scary dark stuff. Uh-huh. I remember hearing a lot of the scary stories about people putting razor blades in apples, about uh, witches and people putting glass into candy or poisoning things, syringes, about the 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 demonic things. I remember two things related to that. I remember the Jack Trick Chick Tracks, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be familiar with if they grew up around the same time I did, which were these little cartoon tracks that you could give to people that would have uh, Jack Chick. I don't know anything about him, but I know that he was a super conservative. He, he had tracks about how everyone that had done a Bible translation since King James, it was the devil working to subvert true Christianity. He did things like that. So he was like one of those, I, I want to say probably Pentecostal real. Uh, the, the famous one that he did was one, and you guys probably seen this, where a guy dies and then he goes to heaven and then there's a big movie projector and it shows his life and you see him and his best friend is witnessing to him and he's like, I don't have time for that. And then the, it ends with him being thrown into hell. So a lot of scare tactics. But the thing that was interesting about that was that Jack Trick was always really good at playing to your interest in the forbidden. He always gave you lots of demons and kind of like Frank Peretti if people remember Frank Peretti, the This Present Darkness novels and stuff like that. He always, or, or like those Carmen music videos that we've talked about before. He always gave you lots of supernatural bang for your buck so that you kind of, and I don't know that, I'm, I'm not casting aspersions on Jack Chick. I don't know anything about the guy. I just know that for me as a little kid, it definitely fed my interest more than it... Uh, whatever the opposite of quelled more than it quelled (laughs) it wasn't like oh the devil's scary it was like ooh, the devil's interesting and i have enemies out there that are poisoning candy like that's that's kind of creepy and cool and whoa this is all scary and big and exciting and it was scary and i remember also watching a documentary that uh, the trinity broadcasting network our friends at the trinity broadcasting network put together and they released it around halloween time and it had all these repentant occultists and people and they told all the stories about ouija boards and about levitation and about demonic possession and how you know they had um, been redeemed from that and it was really scary and it had this scary music and all these scary images in it and again Again, it fed an interest in that while also be trying to be, I don't know, maybe some kids watch something like that and they're just scared and it does its job, you know, kind of like an anti-smoking PSA or something. But for me, it was exactly the opposite. So I always remember being really, really interested. I always remember Halloween being forbidden and therefore enticing and therefore something that seemed super cool and interesting. And and we never, I, I don't think I've ever been trick-or-treating. Haunted houses? Haunted houses. I've done some haunted houses. I did a haunted hayride. Uh, my parents kind of relaxed over the years as many parents did so by, by the time they relaxed I wasn't you know I was a little bit old to go trick-or-treating so that was my that was my main experience with Halloween my the only other really Halloween baggage I guess I have is when I worked at Purdue University as a janitor Halloween it was just ubiquitous the sex of Halloween being on a campus in the middle of the night as I did I was working graveyard shift right near the bar strip in that town and just the amount of raw human sexuality was 
bigger than probably anything that I saw in my time. And I worked there for about four or five years on the university. And obviously you see a lot of stuff like that on homecoming days, on different days, you see that kind of stuff. But Halloween was really the big one. And I remember all my workmates, the the men were always real excited. They wanted to work Halloween just because of all the candy that they would get to see. You know, as a Christian, like I would go inside and, you know, don't look out the windows, try and just like stay upstairs working or something because it's really, I just remember that aspect of it being um, absolutely omnipresent and ubiquitous. I don't know that I, I can't prove statistically that there weren't other days that had more debauchery, but that one certainly felt like there was yeah. just the most obvious debauchery on display and the people just reveling in, in a pretty conservative mm-hmm. town, actually. We live in a much more liberal and debauched town than Purdue was or Lafayette was, but they certainly got their freak on for Halloween. So those are the, that's that's where we come from. Ben, the, the uber conservative good boy. Jake, the regular all-American Joe. Who also read Frank Peretti multiple times. Multiple times. And was, and was very fascinated by <laughs> it all. Of course you did. Saw those Carmen music videos. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, inside every repressed good boy is, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> getting to go out. Sure. You got me, the more exaggerated form of that and the much more willing to make a pact with the devil kind of guy. And then you got Jake, the all-American Spielberg boy riding his bicycle <laughs> through the set of Stranger Things. and uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do we want to start talking about this, guys? What do, we, what, 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 well, do you, what do you want to say? So let's talk about the virtues of being done with Halloween altogether. What are the arguments for why Christians shouldn't have anything to do with Halloween? It's, it's that it's occultic, it's... I think the strongest one is simply that it's the, an excuse for lots of people to fornicate every year. I mean, that's may not be something that you you right now in your life is, are as connected to with little kids, but man, yeah. I mean, the amount of abortions that will happen, I mean, just not to put too fine a point, well, to put a fine point on it, the amount of abortions that will happen because of Halloween is enough to give anyone pause. Yeah, that's a good argument against it. So it's not the arguments that you hear most often, right? No, you hear people talk about it being a cultic, it being the devil's holiday. Is would is that what you would say would be the... Yeah. Well, I can deal with that a little bit. I suppose there's different ways we can attack that. One thing I'll say is that every Halloween, you will see lots of Facebook, social media, wherever you get your Christian news, you'll see the article that's, that goes through and tells you how it's all linked to Druid holidays and the druid priests used to go and they'd get a virgin sacrifice and people would put jack-o'-lanterns on their door to keep them away and all this kind of stuff. That stuff's actually just basically not true being the kind of person I am that's interested in these things. I have read the books and uh, I can cite the sources and I won't bother to do it right now, but maybe I'll cite some sources in the show notes. That stuff's just not true. It's not, Halloween has lots of different precursors and yes, there was a pagan celebration that, but but really Halloween, for one thing, it's not celebrated in Europe. It's an American holiday. It really started to take root just out of the Irish and folk tradition-y kind of stuff um, that ha- was happening in the late 18th century, early 19th century into the 20th century. That's when Halloween became big. The idea of witches and jack-o'-lanterns are ad- admins ideas. Witches didn't 
happen until Halloween. Postcards happened, the postcard industry, actually, the card industry, you know, Hallmark, the Hallmark of its time, whoever it was, they decided that witches would be a good thing to associate with Halloween. They decided that jack-o'-lanterns would be a good, um, maybe based on some old folklore, but there's really not an actual historical strong connection to anything demonic or scary or bad. Now, that doesn't mean that people don't use it that way. That doesn't mean there's not elements of the occult. That doesn't mean there won't be Wiccans and witches and people that actually practice black magic or do wicked things using it that way this October 31st doesn't mean that it's not associated that way in people's minds and maybe that's enough of an argument against it but just to get some of that historical baggage out of the way there really isn't a lot of historical baggage when it comes to Halloween and you will be told by various Christians of various stripes that there is and it's it's just simply not true and therefore not helpful I think. So then on the one side you've got the it's all cult, it's all demonic, it's all pagan, it's all rooted in this pagan stuff, which you've more or less debunked. Yeah. So on the one hand, you've got, you have people who are just, we won't have anything to do with this, it's rooted in pagan superstition and whatnot. On the other hand, you have people who are like, yeah, Halloween, woohoo, it's the best. Right. Now, would you say most of those people probably aren't like... We will celebrate the depravity of man. Most of them are just like you. They just they grew up and it was something fun. And you don't take don't... the occultish or demonic stuff associated with it too seriously. And if you don't take it too seriously, it can't hurt you. You laugh at it like Charles Holloway. And something wicked this way comes. And something wicked this way comes. Forgot that we weren't on that show right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which we discussed on the booking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it can't touch you, and you can just have a good time with it. Bob for apples and make scary jack o' lanterns and decorate your house with fake cobwebs and dress up like whatever you want to dress up like. I guess a lot of people in our circle would just say, that's actually Reformation Day, and that's what we're celebrating. And uh, if people want to eat candy corn for Reformation Day, great. Don't really need cobwebs. If they want to dress up like a reformer for (laughs) Reformation Day. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great. And wear your John Calvin mask. Well, what do you think, Ben? What what do you think about all this stuff? You think Christians should celebrate Halloween? We we can't avoid the question forever. Nathan, I think that you gotta take into account what the culture is like and what your kids are gonna learn, what your kids are gonna be able to enjoy. You don't take them to the Purdue campus, I guess, for Halloween, but maybe in your neighborhood. It's fine. You got to think about what kind of costumes they're wearing and what what they know, whether they're learning that they should dig deeper into things that scare them and think about the demonic world or whether they're learning that you can dress up and have fun and get candy. And this is a this is a time of year to have have a good time with your friends and your family. I don't know. You got to think about what's going on around you. It sounds sounds like if you live near Purdue, you wouldn't go trick or treating right there. Probably it would be a bad idea to go onto the campus of Purdue if you can stay away from it, or I'm guessing the campus of IU. I've never been. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, uh, let's take it out of the abstract, Jake. Have, did 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 you put much thought into this? As your kids, you do celebrate Halloween every year. How do you celebrate it? What do you do, and why do you do it? I had probably swung hard before I had kids into the forget Halloween. I think I worked through any any of the baggage I had in college ministry and deciding to have Halloween parties, costume parties. Were there people that were upset about that or unhappy about that or had uh, fears or qualms about? I don't know. I didn't really care. (laughs) It was a good opportunity to do something fun. And so we did that sort of thing. And then now we dress the kids up and we take them out, try to do it with friends and make it fun and try to get as much candy as we can. And that's great because then I get to take a nice little dad tax of the candy. Well, so it sounds like what you're actually saying, and, and, and maybe it's maybe it's bad for the show because obviously the show we want, ah, oh, there's all this tension and how do you resolve it? and blah, But what, what I really hear you saying is, eh, I don't feel a lot of tension about this. 
It's I, fun. I really don't personally feel a lot of tension about it because it's just a fun communal event. I love taking my kids out and having an excuse to go and meet the neighbors, neighbors that are, you know, block away that I wouldn't normally have opportunity to interact with. It's a, like I said before, it's a it's not the same kind of neighborhoods I grew up in and we would have known everybody on our street. In fact, I can remember everybody on our street and the three streets on either side and down there's not many houses I didn't know who lived there. That's not the case in my neighborhood now and I don't think that's just because I grew up to be a cold unfriendly guy. I think I live in a cold <laughs> unfriendly place. Sounds like it's nice to have an excuse to break through that ice a little bit. Yeah, I, I love that about it. I love having the opportunity to go and meet people and be friendly with them. And I, as much as I love that, I love being the guy who is there on the... I like to sit out on my front porch uh, with the bucket of candy and not even wait for... And make kids knock the door because I'm too excited to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to be like standing in the door. And if I if I had made them knock on the door, I'd be standing in the door just waiting. So I, sometimes I just grab a lawn chair and sit out on the front porch. I like being that guy and interacting with the parents and making the kids say trick or treat and not just hold out their rag. Mm-hmm. You know, just enough little curmudgeonliness. To, right. Good. Good. Like this is solid like dadding though. Kind dad. of. Yeah. No, you got to say trick or treat, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you want something? <laughs> Cute costume. Did you want to give me some of your candy? Is that why you're holding your bag out? <laughs> I'd be glad to take. <laughs> you can usually do that in a way that the parents think is funny or cute or whatever. Sometimes not, but right. whatever. See, I love that stuff. And I'm having a hard time feeling any tension about it either. Even having grown up enticed by the bad stuff, it's repenting into some sort of cold, monastic, you could be like Ben broccoli eating broccoli eating um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the communal aspect of it and I even like the mom's gonna dress as a witch and stir the cauldron and cackle and I mean if you've listened to the booking you know I like I just like it I, I hate the fact that there's people that will use it as an excuse for all kinds of wicked things yeah. but corn mazes you ever do corn mazes i never did a corn maze it's a really fun thing to do with your kids yeah even haunted corn mazes or haunted uh hay rides can be kind of fun there's some that are dark and depraved and stupid but i've enjoyed some good haunted hay rides in my time i i, I guess i'm always a little bit suspicious of the christian rebranding of something if we're gonna have candy corn and dress up and go through a corn maze do we have it's to call it Halloween. Harvest Day? Do we have to call it Reformation Day? I mean, isn't it just nicer to the community to just be like, we're throwing a Halloween thing so everybody knows what we're talking about than we are throwing an October get-together with candy. All the trappings of Halloween, but we're not going to call it <laughs> Yeah, I think, especially in a community like Bloomington, and we've done this uh, before at our church, I really don't mind the trunk-or-treat kind of thing. Oh, sure, yeah. If you, especially if it's a rural community or if it's a community that's cold and lame, turn the church into the community center. Um, yeah, where if the church can be the warm, inviting place with the lights on. Yeah, that's. I mean, and that can be a really cool. It's uh, hard to cool thing to r- do. Come up with an excuse not to do that. Really, it's just kind of like. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone listening has to do a church event on October 31st. I'm just saying when you start to think yeah, about we're not it that doing way. It this year, but no, but if you're going to err in a direction, err in the direction of generosity, not parsimoniousness yeah. in the name of yeah. some kind of principle that whatever. And you really should celebrate the Reformation. It is our heritage. It is 500 years of. Oh, happy 500th, by the way, everyone who's listening. 500 years of the gospel being liberated from the clutches of Roman sacerdotal tyranny. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
feel free to celebrate that and to put more emphasis on that if you want to. I don't want to be the kind of guy who's... who's we must make an opposite principle right, against the people that are making dumb principles. We must swing the pendulum in the uh, exact opposite direction. I have a Martin Luther bobblehead doll that usually sits out on the desk here as we do. Jake does have a bobble, Martin Luther bobblehead. The episode where we set it up, you'll never hear. Um, story. But that, I mean, that deserves celebrating. And if you could find fun ways to bring them together and have a party and call it Referween. And That's one idea. <laughs> I don't know anybody that's done anything like that before. <laughs> I've thrown a couple of Referween parties in my time. I said it was the day when Martin Luther rose from the dead and nailed the 95 theses to the heads of little children that wouldn't believe in the uh, tenets of the Reformation. <laughs> that really brought the crowds. Um, <laughs> I'm not necessarily recommending that. Um, I think what, sounds, what we're actually recommending is generosity of spirit and freedom of conscience. <laughs> it's yeah. Kind of sounds like what we're, what we're recommending. What's that sound? Ouch. Oh, my ears. <laughs> the, devil's, the devil's advocacy alarm. Who knew that the devil would make an appearance, or the devil's advocate, I should say, on, on our Halloween episode of Sound of Sanity? Well, the devil's advocacy of alarm, the DWA, of course, you, as you fellas know, is the part of the show where someone has to argue for the opposite position of the one that we are taking. So we have said that Halloween is part, a time of generosity of spirit generosity of spirits <laughs> Gen- yeah gener- <laughs> nailed it <laughs> to the chapel door <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the luther of <laughs> podcast jokes <laughs> he's got 95 of them folks um all right so we've said halloween's a time for freedom of conscience generosity of spirit don't be a fornicator and don't be an occultic person whatever an occultist don't do those two things get to know your neighbors and give them some candy and that's what we've said now the devil's advocate the alarm went off though so you're gonna take it jake you look like you want happy to take it it. all right you guys you really you are not taking seriously enough the darkness of halloween and what goes on on halloween for one and for two you're not taking seriously enough the significance of the reformation so on the one side you actually do have dark and demonic things going on and people it doesn't matter if you take them seriously or not plenty of people out there who do and nathan's whole historical precedent argument is crap because who cares it's we know there's lots of it's not the way that it is now yeah people do associate it with witches it doesn't matter if hallmark made that up people associate it with witches people associate it with pagan stuff people are out and about dressed immodestly and doing weird things that they would not do and giving them themselves permission to do weird things that they would not do on any other day even the cute kid dressed up as a ghost what exactly what what good and wholesome thing let no unwholesome thing come out of your mouth right we're well, going to dress your kid in something as unwholesome as an what an evil spirit or or even just these are things of god that we're not meant to know that much about the bifurcation of the body and the spirit is something that we're not given to know a lot about and here we're just going to have a kid dress up like as any kind of spirit unwholesome or otherwise yeah and you're going to support that and you're mm. going to go out there and cheerfully, like, I don't even, fine, don't dress your kids that way. What are you going to do about the kids that show up to your house? Are you going to support them coming at you as undead zombies and ghouls and little girls dressed up like Wonder Woman and little girls dressed up in really skimpy outfits and high school kids doing weird, gross, bizarre things and taking the opportunity to be out trick-or-treating and instead they're out egging houses and TPing and stealing little kids' candy. Like, you want to be a part of all of that 
grossness and call yourself a Christian and pretend that you can sanctify it? I don't think so. On the And that's on the one hand. On the other hand, here you are. You have the benefit of the Bible being translated into your own language. You have the benefit of the Reformed Fathers clearly defining the faith for you, the five souls of the Reformation. You're just going to pretend like that's not a thing. It's not a thing to celebrate. It's not a thing to be bothered with because it's kind of boring. People dying in order to bring you the gospel is really boring and stupid and lame. <laughs> blood of the martyrs it's, is boring. Yeah. It, instead, we're going to celebrate the the blood of vampires and, 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 and baptize that and call that cool. Sort of wash it over with this sort of like warm... Spielbergy community glow. And now we don't have to feel any tension about anything now. We don't have to feel any tension about the fact that our culture has completely rejected the good thing God did at the Reformation and has replaced that, displaced that with this weird, dark, occultic, consumer-driven crap. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I, Jake got us. Man, I feel I feel as miserable as as John Knox thinking about the sins of Scotland, man. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin latte latte has been swiped from my hand forever and dashed upon the ground. No more cider for you. Yep, no, no more, more cider for, for me. Apples. No more b- my apples will remain unbobbed, my hay rides will be unridden. The sweetness hath departed. The sweetness <laughs> hath departed. <laughs> Farewell, fair jack o' lantern. We never knew thee. Especially Ben. <laughs> <laughs> really? Guess it's time to go make some Reformation Day costumes. Or- yep. I thought you were going to say broccoli, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's broccoli too. Jake did a a graveyard smash of our arguments. Cut that out, Nathan. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. Jake did a very dignified and um, yeah. There we go. That's yes. Sola Reformation Day. The only day thing we should celebrate on the 31st. <laughs> Except it seems like we could celebrate both. <laughs> <laughs> you think we could do both, Ben? Yeah. Uh, why not, Nathan? But you didn't do both as a kid. Well, I d- didn't really do either. Didn't you as a feel kid, the I tug guess. of Jake's devil arguments there? Well, I mean, he's got a point. Points. He's got Pointy several points, tail. yeah. A little red trident. <laughs> Jake does actually dress up in a <laughs> traditional Halloween store devil costume. No, no. <laughs> for these segments. But why couldn't you do both? You could you can celebrate the Reformation and you should and you should that's that's true. In fact, we already said that. He's just repeating what we already said. We already said, yeah, celebrate the Re- Reformation Day. Teach your kids the history of the Reformation. Make them excited about what God has done through sinful men in history that's affected us and given us the Bible to read. And they should know that, and they should associate that. And if they also associate that day with candy and dressing up in costumes and going out with their friends around the neighborhood, then why is that a bad thing? Yeah, the main part of his argument about not celebrating a holiday that the culture regards as all about the occult, pretty much, is that seems to be just, you can't find any good in it, so you should entirely give it up to the pagans. But that that doesn't follow because you could still dress up in costumes that aren't occultic. And yeah. get candy. You don't have to you don't ha- it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be all or nothing. The culture can promote vam- vampires and their blood and uh, ghouls and we don't have to. If I can keep on my devil's advocate. Keep on. Mm, keep on, devil. That just sounds a lot like you trying to justify your idolatry and what we need to be is idol smashers, like what we had at the Reformation. So which idol am I uh, holding on to, would you say? 
your precious holiday of Halloween. It's uh, uh, all of it and all the trappings. Just one big idol needs smashing. <laughs> so Ben's actually playing the role of Jake here, I think, because <laughs> you're, cause you're like, Halloween's fun and Spielberg there and go. You, <laughs> yeah, what's the right. problem? And Jake's playing the role of the devil and he's saying, ah, blah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No fun must be had. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you say, Straw man. And then, and then you say, eh, well, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, and then Ben says, ah, well, you know, you can do both and you can do the good things. And then Jake says, ah, there's so much bad stuff mixed up with it. And yeah. smash the idol. Smash the idol. Here's, here's, here's what I would say, Mr. Devil. If I may, I'll be I'll be Daniel Webster. You know the old story, the Devil and Daniel Webster. Yeah, it's a great yeah. story. The Devil is going to take old uh, Jed, whatever soul, and what does old D- Daniel Webster do? But he uh, argues before a jury of the damned and uh, convinces them to let Jebediah off the hook. All right, I'm going to be like Daniel Webster here, and uh, on trial is Halloween, and Ben, you can be the tri- you can be the jury of the damned, aye, um, aye. and I'm the prosecutor, and you're the well, you're, yeah, you're the Devil who was the prosecutor, right? Yeah, so it's like right. for the defense. Daniel Webster. There was this really cool jury of the damned. It was like all these fa- like Bl- Captain Blackbeard and Bluebeard and other beards. Yeah, what's Lizzie Borden had an axe and gave her parents fifty wax and just all these like famous people from history. They came up to be the jury. <laughs> so what Daniel Webster would say, I think, I do not think that you have proved that everyone makes an idol out of this thing. And I would say, if there's people that make an idol out of it, then smash it. Sure. Great. If uh, people are into the occult, maybe as a little kid, I shouldn't have celebrated Halloween. Maybe my parents should have been wise and discerning and not let me. Maybe they were wise and discerning and not letting me. Maybe there's some people that live in a very debauched part of town. Maybe they live in a campus and the best their be- best witness to their dorm is to put a little Martin Luther bobblehead outside of their dorm and say, hey, we're doing a Bible study tonight. I'm not saying you can't do any of those things. What I do want to open up for people is the freedom of conscience to take their kids out to meet the neighbors and um, have some fun. And I don't, I reject the, (laughs) when you you say that that's, when you say that's, that's, that's idolatry, I say, no, it's fun. It's generosity and it's community. And these are good things. These are God-given things. I love that all the major holidays hit when the weather's turning nasty and when people are starting to get depressed and when it's getting cold and it's getting nasty. And so we come together as families and as friends and we celebrate and we have fun and we lift each other's spirits just at the time of the year when our spirits are beginning to be at their most downcast. And I love that stuff. And you can't take it from me devil and god instituted plenty of holidays in the old testament they're good things they're helpful things the good holidays are the holidays where we can be thankful for the good things that god has given us and halloween is a time where we can be thankful for kids we can be thankful for fun and community we can be thankful for our towns we can be thankful for our neighbors and we can enjoy each other that's a really good thing and there's all kinds of places in this world and i've been to some of them and you have too jacob menzel not the devil, (laughs) where that's not at all associated with sexuality, where it's not at all associated with the occult, where it's not at all associated with anything bad. And just because there's other places where it is, don't mean the bad use of something invalidates the good use of same thing. 
Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, what we really want to come back to is say, hey, mom and dad, love your kids, love your neighbors, have discernment, and be liberated to do as seems best to you. If you want to have a Reformation party with your church, people and your family, and do it up well, and you better have some German beer there. Yeah, you know, totally, and, and and have a blast. And if you want to use Halloween as a good opportunity to go and to be generous with your neighbors and have lots of great, awesome candy instead of terrible candy, and uh, meet the kids and be a father to the kids or a mother, meet the parents around you and the other families around you, and try to create a sense of neighborhood community that's safe for your kids. Then great, do it. Have fun. If you're not still not sure where you fall in those things, that's okay too. It's uh, what I think we can establish beyond any doubt is that this is not a life or death no. kind of thing. But it is a fun thing for a lot of people and a joy and just a thing. I don't think those people should have to have their consciences feel bound about it or feel yeah. judged about it. Uh, by the same token, if people have some real problems, whether they're just personal problems or whether they're problems it, with the particular place where they live or the community that they find themselves in. Or something in. in their past or their history. Yeah, fine. There's all kinds of basically good things, that German beer that you mentioned. There's some people that should never drink any of that German beer because right. they can't drink German beer without drinking to excess. But that don't make German beer bad. Right. So... I think we've done a pretty good job of opening up the arguments. At the end of the day, we we leave it to you, you the listener, in your in your hands. I, for one, am going to take my kids out trick or treating, and I'm going to work to make my neighborhood a place that is fun and safe for kids and doesn't have to worry about cars flying through it. And I'm going to do a whole podcast series where I say boo at the beginning of the podcast and say welcome to the bookening. Yeah, Because I think that's the most fun thing that you can do at Halloween <laughs> is oppress your good podcasting friends with terrible puns, which I've been very tasteful and restrained about on this episode of Sound of Insanity, by the way. Um, <laughs> before we... It's time to go. Time to pack up our bags. Uh, we have to play a fun game, which is a new feature we're instituting on the show. We're, we are going to play word association. Halloween, mm. style, Halloween style or All Reformation right. Day style. Well, maybe it'll start Halloween and go Reformation Day or the other day. Other way. So I'm going to say a word. Ben's going to say a word. Jake's going to say a word. It just has keeps going until somebody can't think of something or messes up. It's rapid fire. It's fast. Word association. We're going to do this. All right. Halloween. Jack-o'-lantern. Candy. Knife. Stab. Ouch. Luther. <laughs> what? Okay, wait, wait. Start over. <laughs> Words actually have to be somewhat associated. I messed that up for us. <laughs> Let's try it again. <laughs> we didn't say we'd be very good at these games. <laughs> so you lose round one. I lose round one. We'll do, we'll do best two out of three. Uh, Martin Luther. Nails. Door. Wittenberg. Theses. Pope. Tetzel. Indulgences. Purgatory. Bad. Painful. Ouch. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that's not a word. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an exclamation. <laughs> yes, it's an exclamation. Ben loses round two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does that mean I win? I am the official jury. And, no, it's best out of three. Um, <laughs> okay. Jake, you start us this time. <laughs> wait. wait. <laughs> Jake loses. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I got it. Wait, let me, let me go. Skeleton. Uh, flesh. Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Skull. <laughs> Sockets. Eyes. Glasses. Uh, face. Apparition. 
Ghost. Cheat. White. Nathan. Dude. Surfing. Cowabunga. Ninja Turtles. Costume. Uh, mask. Jim Carrey. Truman Show. Haven't seen it. TV. Ah, Nielsen ratings. Rerun. Bonanza. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke Show. Home. Alone. Two. Lost in New York. <laughs> Thugs. <laughs> I think that's Al Pacino. <laughs> the listener loses. <laughs> I declare. All right, so everybody's lost around. The listener's lost. No, has Jake lost? Yeah, Jake lost. lost around. You no, lost. he hasn't. No. You couldn't start that one time. You lost. Uh, so we've all lost around. I make the rules. The rules are final. Jake, we've all lost around, including the listener. Now we're going to do one more round. We'll see who whoever loses this one has lost two. They're the loser of the of the game. Uh, ben, you start us. Okay. I'm sorry. It took such a long time. I was wondering. Okie doke. That was confusing. That was going to be pretty bad. I said machete. Congo. Add monkey. Gorilla. Donkey. Small one. (laughs) (laughs) Giant. Midget. Medium sized person. (laughs) Goblin. Orc. Princess. Crown. King. Queen. Prince. Jester. <laughs> Batman. Phantasm. Spooky. Scary. Frightening. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> Traps. Trappist deer. Trappist monks. Silence. Lamb. A wolf. Blood. Vampire. Dracula. Van Helsing. Mina. Count Chocula. <laughs> Crunchy. Crispy. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Candy. What? Candy. Corn. Ears. Noses. Eyes. Toes. <laughs> Skeleton. <laughs> Skeletor. P-Man. <laughs> Sword. Knife. Gun. Laser gun. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben loses. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. The Sound of Sanity. Oh, shoot. I don't have my other thing up. Oh, no. Sound of Sanity was produced by Nathan Alverson. It was engineered by Benjamin Solzer. Or should we say Boojamin Solzer? And it was uh, executive produced by Nathan Alverson and Jacob Menzel. And, and so we wish you a fond farewell, a happy Halloween, a joyful Reformation Day, a okay harvest day. And until next time, stay sane.